Hey up, I'm Nathan Human, and this is Humanish, The Biscuit Reviews, Episode 3. The Power by Naomi Alderman is a provocative near-future science fiction novel that poses a what-if scenario and dares you to confront the world around you and your place in it. It is, quite literally, shocking. As well as a world-hopping thriller with graphic action and uncomfortable moral choices, could it also be the smash hit TV show of 2023? Streaming platforms love of taking existing work and adapting them for blockbuster TV shows looks set to continue in 2023. Alongside Daisy Jones in the Six, The Last Thing He Told Me, and The White House Plumbers, yeah, the title doesn't really help that one, does it? We also get Prime Video's The Power by Naomi Alderman, a book that seems made for TV adaptation. The Power is nominally set 5,000 years in the future, and also in our present day. In the future, a male author compiles a manuscript that documents events in the early 21st century that completely changed society. Young women around the world, almost simultaneously, begin to develop skeins across their collarbones. These skeins are a biological development that give them the ability to exert electricity as a weapon. Alderman wastes zero time in revealing what the power is. This, no, we're not hanging about here, style, is something it has in common with outbreak virus stories or zombie tales, where a worldwide event presents a scenario that threatens civilization as we know it. It also shares the common trait of presenting multiple characters and storylines at the same time, and then races off shouting, come on, keep up, as it speeds away. In fact, it might be advisable to keep your own glossary of characters to refer to as you zip along, as you might wonder... Who is this one again? This is an aspect that makes it rife for TV. As you read, you can picture the cutaway to a new location and the title graphic informing you what day it is or what new country you are in. As gangster's daughter Roxy realises how she might reinvent her life with this new ability, we also see Ali overcome trauma to reframe what is happening as divine intervention. Before we can settle in with the domestic drama of one, and the theological reasoning of the other. We are off to political intrigue in America and Eastern Europe, and uprisings in Asia and the Middle East. It is probably here that you are due a content warning about the graphic sexual scenes with torture, rape and murder falling quickly in line like blood-drenched dominoes. In the seven years since the power was released, how we are defined by our biology and our sense of self is more relevant than ever and you could easily use elements of this book and claim a trans-allegory or trans-erasure. It is hard to imagine that the TV adaptation won't explore this further and add more than just the one intersex character that is in the novel. The huge scope of the novel could easily have stretched to a 500-page tome, but this leaner version helps reinforce how quickly events happen. Although there are similarities to the outbreak genre, the neat twist here is that you aren't dealing with something that is contagious that you can prevent from spreading. After the familiar attempts to stop, quell and protect, the novel moves into a different area that becomes the main topic. How can it 
be used. Alderman has talked in interviews about the mentorship scheme that paired her with Margaret Atwood. With that knowledge, you could claim 2020 vision of stylistic similarities. Perhaps the poetic documentary-style prose or a sense of emotional detachment from some of the events. But for me, it is in the areas she chooses to stage conflict. What arenas would this fight be fought in? It was no surprise when I was digging around in my research to find an interview with PBS in America, during which Alderman talks about how she discussed with Margaret Atwood finding where the pressure points might be. In the same PBS interview, Alderman talks about wanting to give female characters exciting action and fight scenes, and we get those here. A lot. Quite graphically. But there is a reason for this. There is a double play on the famous quote, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Science, politics and religion wage a familiar war over ownership and control, and this is played out via some compelling characters that are often more nuanced than you might expect. Sure, we get villains, and others we could asterisk as heroes, but they are generally all warped by their own desires. And it is here that we consider what is probably the most provocative, or controversial depending on your outrage barometer, element of the novel. What would people do, regardless of their biology, race, religion, gender, socio-economic background, geographic location, or anything else you can think of? What would they do if they had the physical power over other people? What would you do? Are some groups of people inherently predisposed to be good or kind? Or do we all have a base level of violence? It is an uncomfortable question. The answers this book offers about human nature might be shocking and unpalatable, but as Alderman says herself, if you take out the new power she invented, the acts of violence committed are already around us in the world today. And is this novel just doing what all good dramas should, and holding a mirror up to our society? Perhaps it is more to do with the type of female characters Alderman wants to see in fiction. This is her talking during a Facebook Live event for BBC Radio 4. We have to be able to imagine women, women as villains. I think that's so important, not just as heroes. People talk about, oh, the strong female character. I would rather see more strong female villains than I'm particularly excited about seeing more kind of women who know kickboxing. Whilst The Biscuit Reviews is generally me chatting about things I like, I can obviously look back and see flaws in what I read, listen to and watch, and there is plenty in the power that could annoy, even anger, some people, as well as the regular plots and style choices that could put people off. I'll also confess to being blind to most of these flaws whilst I was reading it, because I was caught up in the story and characters and just essentially wanting to know what was going to happen. The TV series on Prime Video has been adapted by Alderman herself, and as she hinted that there were many more stories to tell in this universe, it would not be a great surprise if what we see is quite different to what we read. Indeed, I would not be shocked if the action in the novel is just the first series in a much bigger story to come, in a similar way to what happened with the adaptation of The Handmaid's Tale. 
aside from my wish that the soundtrack doesn't feature a certain song by Snap, my main hope is that I get to avoid the clickbait headlines and ensuing outrage that the show's broadcast will no doubt incite. So what is my biscuit rating for the power? I'm going to have to say a Gary Baldy. It offers a different experience, it's a bit unusual, and there's plenty to chew over. You can also find this review as a blog and a video at thehumanish.co.uk under The Biscuit Reviews, where you can also find previous episodes and blogs. Thanks so much for listening. I'm off for a brew in a bicky, so until next time, ta-ra.